You are listening to the weekly podcast of Impact Worship Center in Mableton, Georgia. We pray you enjoy today's message. Acts 20. We're going to read verses 7 through 12 until you're hearing on today. Amen. Acts 20. When you have it, say amen. If you're still trying to find us, say, wait a minute, Bishop. We're ready to go. Acts 20, verse 7 says, Now, on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. <laughs> he preached all day long until midnight there were many lamps in the upper room where they gathered together and in the window sat a certain young man named Eutychus who was sinking into a deep sleep he was overcome by sleep and as Paul continued speaking he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead but Paul went down, fell on him, and embracing him said, Do not trouble yourselves, for his life is in him. Now when they had come up, had broken bread and eaten, and talked a long while, even till daybreak, they departed. And they brought the young man in alive. They were not a little comforted, which means he had great joy about the fact that he had life. Let's go back up to verse 9 of Acts 20, where it says, And in a window sat a certain young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep. He was overcome by sleep. And as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. On this morning, as Holy Spirit, show God, I'm going to speak from this theme and topic, the danger of falling asleep in church. <laughs> the danger of falling asleep in church. Look at your neighbor and scream at him, wake up! Tell him, it's dangerous to fall asleep in church. Look at your other neighbor and scream, wake up! Tell him it's dangerous to fall asleep <laughs> in church. You may be seated in the presence and the power of our living Lord. In our text, the Apostle Paul was on one of his many missionary journeys after escaping a riot in Ephesus because his preaching of the gospel was bad for the business of craftsmen who made their silver shrines and statues of Artemis, the pagan god of fertility. Under the threat of violence, Paul leaves Ephesus en route to Macedonia. Upon leaving Macedonia, Paul and his companions traveled to a city called Troas on the coast of Asia Minor. While there, they had a Sunday gathering. 
a Sunday worship experience where Paul preached until midnight. Now, now I, I got to ask a question. How, how many of y'all can say, now that's my kind of preaching all day until midnight? If you raise your hand, I'm going to call you a liar because you start looking at me cross-eyed if I take 45 minutes to deliver the word. This brother preached until midnight. Man, the Bible says there was a, a young man by the name of Eutychus who came to church. Thank God for young people who are in church. All young people aren't out robbing and, and shooting and, and walking around with their pants sagging, showing their behind. We have some young people, some young men and young women who are in church. Are we thankful for young people who are in church? Are we thankful for young people who are on fire for God? Come on, y'all can do better than that. Are you thankful that young people still have a desire to give God glory? Young brother Eutychus came to church problem was he sat in the wrong place. And Impact Nation, I want to say to you this morning during this reset season, be careful of where you sit in church. Eutychus sat in a window, uh, not, not a pew, not a chair, not even on the floor, but he sat in a window. The revelation is he was in church, but he made sure that he still had access and the ability to see what was going on in the world. You can't focus on God and look at the world at the same time. Open up your mouth and say, I can't focus on God and look at the world at the same time. Proverbs 1 and 15 says, My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths. 2 Corinthians 6 and 17 says, Therefore come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. God says, I then will receive you unto myself. My question to you is, are you in the church looking back at the world? Matthew 7 and 13 says, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. I think about Lot's wife. The word Lord came unto Lot said, I need for you to get your family out of Sodom and Gomorrah because it is a wicked city and I'm going to destroy the city by fire. Well, as they were leaving, as they were leaving, Lot's wife, Lot's wife, she, she was so intrigued by the sin of the city that she looked back and the Bible said she turned into a pillar of salt. Open up your mouth and say, I won't lose my life by looking back God is calling for the church to be different God is calling for the church to be different we should not look like the world we should not sound like the world we should not act like the world y'all ain't talking to me we should not dress like the world we should not treat people the way that the world treats people scripture says God has drew us to him through love and kindness God is calling for the church to be different. For if the world and the church are the same, then one of us is unnecessary. 
God said, if the world and the church are the same, one of us is unnecessary. Open up your mouth and say, we must be different. Say, we must be different. Come on, say, I'm anointed. Say, I'm blessed. Say, I'm holy. Say, I am one that represents God in the earth. 1 Peter 2 and 9 says, but you are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Is there anybody in this place going to have at least two in this section, at least two in the center and two to my right who can raise your hand and say, yes, God called me out of darkness <laughs> into his marvelous light. Oh, school used to say look where he brought me from is there anybody in this place who understands that you're not all that God wants you to be but you're not who you used to be you ought to open up your mouth and give God glory because the things you used to do you don't do no more the things you used to say you don't say no more the places you used to go you don't go no more even if your testimony is I don't go there as much as I used to you still have a reason to give God glory and I'm gonna pause here and give you an opportunity to give God praise because you are better than you used to be but you are not yet your best I said you're better than you used to be but you are not yet God's best if you're excited for that give God praise in the house oh, some people straddle the fence Eutychus was straddling the window he He's in the window, one foot is in the church, and the other foot is in the world. Um, if you're in the church, but you keep looking back into the world, you will eventually be lured to sleep. Oh, my question, and I just have two points today. My first point is this. Um, um, my first question is, where do you sit in church? Ask your neighbor and wait for an answer. Say, where do you sit in church? So I, I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta wait and, and then see what the options are. I, I, I got to see what pastor's going with this. What's your level of commitment? Where, 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 where do you sit in church? What's your level of commitment? Can we count on you? Can we depend on you to show up? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, what's your level of commitment? Where do you sit in church? What's your mindset? Are you here for what you can get? Are you here for what you can give? Where do you sit in church? What's your motive? Did you come to hook up with her or did you come to hook up with God? Did you come to network or did you come? Y'all ain't talking to Bishop on this morning. Ask your neighbor, say, what's your motive? This is not a social club. This is not a hookup and a networking opportunity. Leave your business cards at home and come with your praise. I want you a little business card. <laughs> you halfway come to church. I want your card. Get your attitude right. Say hello to me in the parking lot. Give an offering. And it's amazing, the main ones, thank you, Holy Ghost, the main ones who don't want to give always want to solicit the church to do business. Because the first thing I do, if you own a business and you come and try to solicit yourself, I say, check the book. Do they give? 
I don't like talking back to Bishop. Why should you benefit from a house that you don't make a contribution to? Well, you can do whatever you want. Get mad. I don't care. Get mad, but get right. What's your motive? They ain't going to talk to me, Ella Emma. How is your mouth towards the house of God? How is your mouth towards me? Now, let me tell you something. Your mouth can't hurt me, but it sure can't hurt you. Touch not! Where do you sit in church? Where is your level of commitment? What's your mindset? What's your motive? How is your mouth towards the ministry and leadership? Do you serve? Where do you sit in church? Do you give? Where do you sit in church? Do you even try to live and act right? Oh, I thought it was going to come off better than this, but it's coming off like hot fire. Like some hot bacon frying up in the pan. Ask your neighbor, where do you sit in church? If you sit in the wrong place in church, you will be lured to sleep of no use to God and a detriment to your own destiny. Can I say that one more time? I ain't scared of nobody. I ain't scared of you. I love you. If you sit in the wrong place in church, you will be lured to sleep of no use to God and a detriment to your own destiny. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> Acts 20. Lord, Lord, you praying for me this morning? Acts 20. Verse 9 says, Paul preached all day long. Now, I, I, you know, I love the word. I love myself a good preacher. But I, have, I would have to tag out, Paul, I'll see you next, next time, man. This is I know the Lord is speaking, but, but couldn't you just compartmentalize? Couldn't you just preach in series format? Bible <laughs> says, Paul preached. For a long time, and young brother Eutychus fell into a deep sleep. The Bible says, Bible says he sunk. <laughs> he sunk down with sleep. You know, you know, there was there was a brother who used to come to our church. He was sitting to my left. He was sitting to my left. And I mean, I mean. I mean, bro, give God praise and glory during praise and worship. But as soon as I would start ministering the word, as loud as I talk, he would fall into a sunken sleep. And I would, he would fall into a deep sleep. And, and here's the thing. There were people sitting around him. So if I can hear him on the pulpit, I know you had to hear him in the pew. Eutychus fell into a deep sleep in church and the people who were around him didn't wake him up. Who are you sitting next to in church? Who are you sitting next to in life who can hear you snowing? Who can see you being made a fool of? Who can see that you're about to embarrass yourself, but they don't love and value you enough to wake you up? Look, catch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, if you see me falling asleep when I need to be alert, love me enough to wake me up 
Nudge means scream at your boy. Wake up in here. You can't sleep through your miracle. Who are you sitting next to in the church? Who are you hanging around in life? You got to be around someone who won't let you fall asleep. Look to your left and look to your right and ask him, are you going to let me go to sleep? Because if you are, get away from me. I need to be around somebody who will nudge me in love. Surround yourself with people who will tell you to wake up. We all need someone to be accountable to. Can I just talk to you? Can I talk to you, Brittany? We all need someone to be accountable to. Who are you accountable to? Who are you accountable to? Who can tell you that you're wrong lovingly and you not be offended by it? I know some of y'all, you've been saved since you came out of your mother's womb. You came out of your mama's womb speaking in tongues. And can't nobody tell you nothing. Can't nobody tell you know everything. Just did get a GED, but you can't nobody tell you nothing. You need somebody in your life to help you get to where God is taking you. I'll say it again. You need someone in your life to help you get where God is taking you. If you're trying to do it all by yourself, you ain't going to make it. Tell someone, get over yourself. Come on, tell somebody, get over yourself. And I know some of y'all can't tell that to your neighbor because that's the one that you want me to look at when I'm talking like this because you're like, Bishop, get him. Bishop, get her. But no, you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to get over yourself. So you don't know it all. <laughs> um, 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 be careful of where you sit. Who's sitting next to you in life? If you're not careful, you could find yourself sitting in a window. The young man was in a deep sleep. Watch this, watch this, Anwar. Sinking down. To sink means to go down slowly. He was, he was going down slowly, Ella Emma. He missed one church service in January. Going to see the Falcons play. And they lose him. I got a prophecy for you. I believe if you come to church and pray for them, they may have a better chance of winning. <laughs> miss one Sunday. It gets real easy to miss another Sunday. Come on, talk back to me. Well, I ain't going to tithe this pay period. I got a little something, something I'm trying to do. And then we put God, I got something God is trying to do. God ain't involved in that. He ain't going to let you rob him and then bless you at the same time. But when you, when you rob him one time and get away with it, you think. It gets easier to do it the next time. Sinking. Slowly. Do something that you know is wrong and you fail to repent. Do it again, it gets easier. Do it again, it gets easier. Then you find yourself. Jesus said to Peter, Satan desires to have you. Wants to sift 
you, take a little bit from you at a time. Ah. Jesus said, I prayed for you. That your faith fails you not. Jesus has prayed that your faith fails you not, but you must prove to be faithful. Because when you're faithful with a few things, he said, I'll make you a ruler over many. Do I have any faithful people in the house on today? Do I have anybody who can stand up and wave your hands and say, yes, he's going to let me rule over many things because I'm faithful with a little bit that I have. I'm just trying to tell you, you may be seated. You got to stay connected because you need to, not because you want to. Come, on, come over my and say, yes, I must stay connected. Because I need to, not because I want to. Sometimes I don't feel like coming to church and I'm bishop, but I need to be here. I need this atmosphere. I need the camaraderie and the fellowship of the saints. I need prayer. I need worship. I need the word. I need to tithe. I need to give. How many of you all need the fellowship of the saints? You work with devils all week. I need to come to church and experience people who, who know how to pray, who can help me praise. How many of you all need this atmosphere? Yeah, the Bible says that in, in, uh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And in his presence, we find fullness of joy. The reason that so many of you are so empty is because you won't come into his presence. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts for praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. When you come into the atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is, he will give you everything that you need to be successful in life. I need worship because when I worship, I don't have to worry. I need the word because the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I need to give because when I give to God, he gives to me. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over shall it be poured into your lap. When you return your type, God says, I will open heaven's windows and pour you out a blessing that you can't make room to receive. And when the enemy tries to come and mess with your stuff, I will pop his hand. I will rebuke enemy or the devourer for your sake tell me he's promised to do it for me but in order for him to do it you got to be careful of where you sit in church am I talking to anybody I'm just you know my, my, my wife ain't here so I'm going to rock steady with it I need energy for later so I'm just going to rock steady with that rock steady with that you'll catch it when you get home married folk understand what I'm talking about First point, be careful where you sit in church. Second point is this, Terrence. We're going to get out of here. Be careful of where you sleep. Now, you put that where you need to. <laughs> because for some of us, that means something different. Be careful where you sleep. I say this, oh Lord, because many of us are asleep with our eyes wide open. Uh, many of us are asleep. Without, uh, have you ever seen someone? Um, um, have you ever seen someone who sleeps with their eyes open? You ever seen someone um, who sleeps with their eyes open? It's an uncanny, eerie, strange experience. 
because they're looking right at you. But they're unconscious, oblivious to the reality of what's going on around them, apathetic, nonchalant, disconnected, and in denial. Looking at you, sleep, you wave your eyes in front of them, act like you're punching them. They won't move. Why? Because they're asleep with their eyes wide open. Tell someone, wake up. Be aware of what's going on around you. You don't realize that you're raising a little criminal? It ain't natural to get suspended in kindergarten. He getting expelled and he in the first grade? And you just keep putting them in front of the iPad. Keep putting $100 tennis shoes on slow feet. Putting expensive clothes on a body that ain't, that's lazy. And you in denial. That's just little Ray Ray. He'll be all right. No, 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 you know, you're not. That ain't natural. That ain't, no. You can't tell that your marriage needs help. But you just sleep with your eyes wide open, thinking that things are just going to naturally get better. You, you don't know that your attitude at 50 should be different than it was at 25. There is something wrong if you 50 acting like you 20. You, 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 you 55 years old and you walk around in Walmart with tights on and just people just don't even put it. You even have a shirt low enough to go. You cover that up. <laughs> Am I the only way who some, some, sometimes folk make you look the other way? I don't see that. I don't. <laughs> Asleep with your eyes wide open. I think about Jonah. Jonah was an Old Testament prophet who had been given the assignment to go and proclaim the power of God to an Assyrian nation called Nineveh. Actually, Nineveh, actually Nineveh was the capital of the empire of Assyria. But Jonah was a bigoted prophet. He, he didn't think that the Assyrians deserved to hear the message of how good God was. So instead of him going to Nineveh, he took a ship to Tarshish. He decided to go in the opposite direction of where God told him to go. And then the brother had the nerve to go to the bottom of the ship and go to sleep. Mm, the Bible says, as a result of that brother being on that boat, there was a great storm that hit the sea and the other seamen who were on that ship they feared for their lives one brother went downstairs at the bottom of the boat he saw Jonah sleep and he woke him up and said you don't care that we're about to die now wait a minute we're in a storm about to lose our lives and the one who is responsible for the storm has the nerve to be asleep isn't it amazing how people who cause the most hell, who wreak the most havoc, seem to be the most peaceful. Yeah. 
Everybody is affected negatively by your attitude but you. And the brother woke up. The brother woke up. The brother woke up and said, I understand what's going on. You know, I'm, 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 I'm in a stage of disobedience. And if you just throw me overboard. If you just throw me overboard, everything will be okay. But these men, they fear God. And they said, we don't know. If we throw you overboard, then God might get us. And the brothers, before they threw them overboard, they prayed. I need somebody to get hold of bonus. And say, I got some people I'm about to kick out of my life. But before I kick them out, I'm going to pray. <laughs> Y'all ain't talking back to me. Y'all ain't talking back to me. They kicked the brother off the ship and peace came. The reason why some of you all are experiencing storms is because of who's riding your boat. And what's crazy is they telling you they're the problem. And you too scared to do something about it. How they're telling you because every time you talk to them, you lose your peace. They tell you they're the one because every time they're around you and with you, they make you sin. They're trying to tell you I'm the one who's causing a storm in your life. But you have to love the supernatural promise of God than you do the temporary satisfaction of sin. Because when you know that the promise that God has for you is more powerful than the temporary sin that gratifies your flesh, you get rid of that. Tell someone his supernatural promise is bigger than your temporary sin. Tell him to get him off your ship. Now before you kick him off, pray. God, I'm going to do it, but I need you to, I need you to have my back. I got to get him off my boat. And then I also think about Jesus. In the garden of Gethsemane, the three individuals who were closest to him, Peter, James, and John, he said, y'all come with me. This is a very rough time in my life. I need to be centered on people that I trust, centered on people who I know will pray for me. And during the most difficult time in the life of Jesus, his three homies went to sleep. He said, you can't watch and pray for me for one hour? I said, Father, this is a bitter cup you've given me. Nevertheless, thine will be done, which means when people that you desire and count on to pray for you fail to pray for you, you still have been empowered by God to do what he's told you to do. Doesn't matter who's asleep as long as you are awake. And I ain't talking about what the world talking about. Be woke. I ain't to be woke. I... <laughs> Stay woke. If staying woke means that I lose my mind and think that a little boy can be a little girl and a little boy can be a little uh, girl, I'm going to stay asleep. If that's what being woke, if, if being woke means it's okay for me to act feminine, it's okay if you act masculine. I, 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 I don't want to be woke to that. So, see, so you got to know when to wake up 
Ain't got no one to stay asleep. Cam, there, catch that. Say, say, you got to know, because see, some things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see, but I ain't hearing that. Because that don't make sense. And see, here's the problem. The problem, you know, you know why the world seems to be advancing so rapidly with this agenda? Because the church is punk. The only way that a lesser power can receive more power is that the most powerful relinquishes power. If I'm more powerful than you, the only power that you would have is the power I give you. Come on, come on, talk back to me. Talk back to me. Talk back to me. Is there anybody in this place who understands that you, if God represents all power, because Jesus said after he arrived, I got up from the grave, all power, both in heaven and earth, has been given unto me. And his church represents his power upon this rock. I'll build my church and the gates of hell won't win against it. If the world seems to be winning, it's because the church is relinquishing her power. Because preacher, you too scared to preach truth because you scared they ain't going to come to church. You scared to preach truth because you scared they're going to stop giving. Do I have anybody who is honored and excited to be a part of a church, a ministry, and following a man of God who ain't scared to tell you the truth even when it makes you mad? I need for y'all to applaud better than that. Is there anybody in this place who still understands that truth is still the only power that can set a bound man free and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free and it is not subjective. It is absolute because God is the one who established it. Woo! Y'all good? Y'all good? Look at the neighbor and say, neighbor, it's dangerous to fall asleep in church. Scream at him, say, wake up. In Mark chapter 13, Jesus warns people not to be asleep when he comes. Come on, someone scream, wake up. It's dangerous to fall asleep in church. Be careful where you sit. Be careful of where you sleep. The young man, brother Eutychus, fell out of the window in church and died. Come on, come on, y'all. He's he's in church on the third floor. In church, straddling the window, falls into a deep sleep. Nobody wakes him up. Deacon Evans, he falls out of the window and dies. Can you imagine the terror that must have been in that worship experience? Oh, long-winded Paul. Deacon Evans, he preached unto midnight, man. Oh, long-winded Paul. Oh, Lord. He comes down from a third floor. Bible says he lays on him, prays for him, and God gives him his life back. Now, now we got we to see this. Um, someone say Eutychus. I like that name. Someone say Eutychus. When, when I researched that, I learned that his name means fortunate one. Um, um, Eutychus, his name means fortunate one. So, so he was fortunate to be in a church that was able to speak life back into him. 
is there anybody in this house on today you you're fortunate you're glad you're blessed to be in a house that's able to speak life into your dead situation able to speak life into your relationships able to speak life into your finances able to speak life into your future able to speak life into your business able to speak life into your ministry able to speak life into your marriage able to speak life into your children able to speak life into your destiny if you're glad and fortunate to be a part of a church that's speaking life give God praise in the house Now sit down. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm told you. We're going to get out of church eight early. It's 1043. Now, Lady T ain't coming to the door, so I ain't going to need 30 more minutes. Oh, God. My baby helping me preach. They put a pacifier in the mouth, a bottle, a piece of candy or something. Give her a cookie. It's okay. Listen. He was, he was on the third floor at Lori. Fell out. Paul went down and prayed for him. Now we can't miss this because Paul coming down to pray for him symbolizes what Jesus did for us. Come here, let me talk to you. Let me, I'm preaching good this morning. He came down, Jesus did, from glory. Found you and I in the hell hole we were in and gave us life. Jesus said in John 10 and 10, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Is there anybody in this place who's thankful on today that Jesus came down from his throne in glory and he reached way down and he picked you up and turned you around? Is there anybody in this place who is thankful on today that you were saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, which is the best that heaven had to offer? Is there anybody in this place who can say I am thankful on today because I am who God called me to be if you're thankful on today that he picked you up and changed your life you ought to give God a hand clap of praise because he is good thank you for joining us please like our podcast and leave us a five star review God bless and have an amazing week